Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. When the Sitka Assembly met last night, it took another step towards selling this former Sitka Community Hospital building. The public won't get to vote on the potential sale. Instead, the Assembly will host two hearings, allowing Sitkins to weigh in later this month. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. The Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium currently leases the former Sitka Community Hospital building to house its long-term care unit. Last fall, Search expressed interest in purchasing the city-owned property. The Assembly has already voted to begin the sale process, with the plan to put the property out to competitive bid later this spring. But first, the group needed to decide if and how the public should weigh in on the sale. City Administrator John Leach described a few options. The Assembly could put the sale out to an advisory vote on the municipal election ballot or in a special election. It could also skip the advisory vote entirely. Either way, a vote would be non-binding. Instead of putting the sale up for a vote, Leach said the Assembly could hold two hearings to get feedback from the public. Member Rebecca Hemshute thought that option was best. I think it's really important to have public input and that allows for that. I don't ever want to say that a vote is something that bogs us down, but it does allow us to get the input that we need to make a good decision without necessarily having to hold the formality of a vote. Member Tor Christensen said he was reluctant to seek public input so early in the process. I'm just a little bit hesitant to not have a public vote on a major sale like this with the caveat that I wouldn't support going to hearings or going to a public vote if the proposal is not sufficient. Uh, if the proposal is not, uh, uh, in my mind at least, sufficient for the property, then we stop the process. Most assembly members expressed support for holding public hearings, but Valerie Nelson said some Sitkins were still angry about the sale of Sitka Community Hospital's business to search in 2019, and she wanted the public to weigh in on the building sale with a vote. By my count, it looks like the public's going to be shortchanged again because you're going to go to public hearings in lieu of an advisory vote when everybody's very busy with uh, their hearing battles or hearing fisheries, tax preparation, and I just think that it's uh, too short of a time span and not enough notification to get true public input. Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said he felt like hearings would give the public a chance to give more feedback, not less. To me, a vote is going to tell us, do you want to sell the building, yes or no? And that's the only question that we're going to get answered. Uh, if we do public hearings, people will have two opportunities plus some through emails and person and contacts to to tell us their thoughts on this as opposed to yes or no. Other options were suggested like informal surveys or a combination of hearings and a vote. But ultimately, the assembly chose the path recommended by staff, opting to skip the vote and hold two public hearings on the hospital property sale instead. It approved the plan on a five to two vote with members Nelson and Christensen opposed. The first hearing is Tuesday, March 16th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. A Sitka man has been charged with robbery following an incident at First Bank on Monday afternoon. Police received a call at around 3.45 p.m. that a man was demanding money and threatening employees in the First Bank lobby. 
He threw off his equipment and assaulted one of them, according to a department press release. After employees gave him $1,000, 58-year-old Terry Graves exited the bank and was apprehended by police. Graves has been charged with one felony count of robbery in the second degree, one felony count of theft in the second degree, three counts of assault in the third degree, and one count of criminal mischief in the fifth degree. He was also charged with assault in the fourth degree for an incident on January 29th when Graves allegedly assaulted an employee at Sitka's local fish and game office. Graves is being held at the Sitka jail on $50,000 bail. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced on Tuesday that all Alaskans aged 16 and older can sign up for a COVID-19 vaccine. Alaska is the first state to allow all adults to receive vaccines. KTOO's Andrew Kitchenman reports. Governor Dunleavy says he hopes Alaska reaches herd immunity by late spring or early summer. Alaska has led in many, many categories to dealing with this virus since the get-go. This is an opportunity for Alaska to lead again. One of the reasons he says he supported opening up vaccine appointments to all Alaskans 16 and older is that the number of people signing up for shots has started to level off in the state. But that wasn't the only reason. I think it's a combination of the fact that we're going to get more vaccines, that we have, uh, I think, a number of effective systems in place, uh, Indian Health Service, uh, Alaska Native Health set, uh, Services, uh, our, our municipality partners, our business partners, uh, the state system itself, I think it all works pretty well together. Dunleavy described his recent experience becoming sick with COVID-19 as an inconvenience. He urged those considering whether to be vaccinated to consider the effect on their families if they become ill. While he repeatedly said he respects those who don't want to be vaccinated, he says he will get the vaccine. Alaska Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ann Zink talked about how to protect children. She said adults need to do their part by getting their shots. Kids are part of our herd and kids can't be vaccinated as of right now. And as a result, we need a lot more adults uh, to make the decision uh, to be adults and to do what they can to be able to vaccinate and to protect uh, our kids in general. She also said people being vaccinated is the fastest way to open up the economy and communities. This is our shot to end this pandemic. Alaska has provided the most COVID-19 shots per resident of any state, and it has the highest share of its population that's fully vaccinated, almost one in five. But there is a long way to go before Alaska reaches the roughly 75 to 85 percent of the population with immunity that scientists estimate will prevent the spread of the disease. In Juneau, I'm Andrew Kitchenman. Alaska's Board of Fisheries has bumped its meeting cycle back a year after cost concerns and public outcry. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, commercial fishing interests had raised concern that a packed schedule wouldn't give stakeholders a fair amount of time with the board. Alaska's Board of Fish is a seven-member board of citizens appointed by the governor. They make critical decisions about the who's, what's, and when's of access to the state's fisheries. COVID-19 caused Board of Fish meetings to be postponed, including its regional meeting for Southeast. In January, the board voted to cram two years' worth of meetings into the next meeting cycle. That would have effectively doubled the amount of meetings this year. 
The vast majority of public and advisory committee comments received in recent months raised concerns about the doubled schedule. On Monday, the Dunleavy administration also weighed in. Fish and Game Commissioner Doug Vincent Lang says his agency does not have the budget for twice the meeting load. So right now we do not have money to double up on in-person meetings next year. I can tell you it's my intent not to rob Peter to pay Paul to double up on meetings because I'm not going to dig into the department budget at a half million dollars to, to fund those meetings. Regional management areas around the state hold Board of Fish meetings once every three years. The Board of Fish voted unanimously to walk back the doubled schedule, instead pushing the whole meeting cycle back a year. Board of Fish member Mackenzie Mitchell of Fairbanks says recent feedback and cost considerations had led to the change of heart. With new information that's presented itself and the overwhelming public comment that doesn't support holding doubling up on the meeting cycles, that uh, I think reconsideration and a conversation should be had, uh, especially with the important factor that we don't have the financial support to be able to fully conduct those meetings. But a delay in board meetings also means a delay in board action. The Chignik Intertribal Coalition and Chignik's Board of Fish Advisory Committee were among the only comments requesting that the schedule stay doubled. Chignik's Board of Fish meeting would have happened this cycle. Ben Allen is the vice chair of Chignik's Advisory Committee. He explained that the Alaska Peninsula community's early and late sockeye runs have been dropping for at least three years. King salmon in the region also haven't been showing up. He says Chignik needs the Board of Fish to take action to try and save their salmon runs. Our communities have dropped away from the idea of generally having an income to now we're just trying to make sure that the run doesn't die off. And so this has turned into a, a full-blown conservation issue at this point. While the board unanimously reversed the condensed 2021 meeting schedule, board members, including John Wood of Willow, did express concern about delayed action for the Alaska Peninsula community of 70 people. I would ask the department to take a look at Chignik's concerns about their fish not returning and see uh, what the status is uh, with that uh, argument, whether indeed uh, they may have a uh, valid uh, uh, request to have a stock of concern designation on those and perhaps get back with us and let us know what they find in that regard. The board will still hold five meetings during the 2021 to 2022 meeting cycle. The board also extended regulatory deadlines for three southeast fisheries due to pandemic-related issues with meeting, and it approved use of a toxic chemical to kill invasive northern pike in a watershed on the Kenai Peninsula. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.org. Hope you're having a good morning. This is Morning Edition on Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. It's one minute after 8 a.m. In the forecast for today, 